Hello and welcome to another very special Rock Sound podcast. Very proud to present the Rock Sound Awards powered by emp.co.uk. I'm Will Cross, junior editor at the magazine and the host of our normal weekly Friday podcast. So, so excited to be able to have revealed this. In case you don't know, head to awards.rocksound.tv right now to order our Rock Sound Awards bundle featuring all 10 of our Rock Sound Award winners on 10 special individual limited edition covers to order of your choice featuring exclusive interviews, posters from their Roxanne Awards shoot, 2018 calendar featuring even more bands, a Roxanne Awards sticker, the top 50 releases of 2017, and so, so much more. Awards.roxanne.tv. These are limited edition. Once they're gone, they're gone. Check it all out. Buy it all up. But today, we speak to another very special band, our best international breakthrough winners, couldn't have gone to anyone else. They've lit the internet alight all year. All you guys out there love them. We love them dearly. It's water parks, of course. And we spoke to the brilliant Mr. Austin Knight about the award and about their crazy, crazy year, their first full band, rock sound cover, all this amazing stuff. So here we go. Let's dive in. Mr. Austin Knight, water parks, the winners of the rock sound best international breakthrough award. Here we go. I'd like to present to you the Rock Sound Best International Breakthrough Award for Waterparks. I mean, it's been a crazy year. You know, we've chatted a lot about it between the two of us. (laughs) (laughs) That is the best response. So uh, how does it feel to have won? I take it very good by your reaction. (laughs) Yes, it feels very cool. So um, we could just kind of like get into the year a bit, a bit more in depth and just kind of like build on some of the things we've chatted about in the past. So, I mean, obviously, you know, like we've said, it's been an absolutely crazy, crazy year and it's all been around Double Dare. I mean, when you went into the studio to record Double Dare last summer, did it? Could you have ever fathomed any of this happening? I had hopes because the thing is, (laughs) I mean, when I listened to those songs, like before the album came out and everything, I was like, it's hard to kind of picture how it'll be perceived. Cause I mean, I, if, if they weren't like, if I listened to them and I was like, these are so fucking cool. Like I don't necessarily, like, I wouldn't make it if I didn't think they were like the shit, you know what I mean? Or, like they wouldn't come out if I didn't think they were like awesome songs, but you also kind of can't count on them being as well received as you, you know, think they should be. Cause I mean, plenty of people make stuff they're proud of, put it out, and the public's kind of like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, I never, I never know what the response is going to be. I, I don't ha- I can't have an expectation. Yeah, definitely. Cause I mean, as well with that kind of initial buzz with cluster as well, I mean, we've chatted about, you know, water parks pretty much from the get go. I've had a very unique sound and that's very much the case on double dare. And there's so much going on. Um, were there any nerves in making a record that was so left field or, or did it just come all completely natural? I mean, it honestly was pretty natural just because, um, there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, pressure with it. Cause I mean, like I said, I mean, like I've said before, so many songs get made, you know, in my room and everything that <clears throat> it's kind of like, you, if you treat all of them, like, ah, oh, no one's going to hear this doesn't matter. Or like, you can go in and just make whatever you want and just, you know, pretend that it's just for you or whatever. Then like when the time comes to actually pick what's going to make the album, like which ones we're making studio versions of, it's like, Oh shit. Okay. In that moment, you're like, well, this might be weird, but let's try it. So, I mean, 
there's not pressure while it's happening. You know what I mean? I legitimately, like, 100% genuinely did not think 21 Questions was going to be a thing that was on the album. Yeah, definitely. Because as, as well with uh, before Double Dare as well, you know, we, we've chatted about this a little bit before as well. But you you had uh, you you know you'd, you'd kind of um, made fans in it of you know Joel and Benji and and Mike. You played bass on Cluster, and obviously you got to know Pete yeah. Wentz as well. And you know all these people that you you know yourself were fans of as well. I mean, was that was that a real giver of confidence in the fact that you had these guys support and they believed in your bands? You know, before you went in to record the album, it was. Yeah, it was. It's really it was like a strange thing just because. It's like before, you know, we're literally outside of all of these people's shows, passing out flyers, being like, hey, check it out, check it out, check it out. And now they're taking our stuff and going, hey, everyone, check it out. <laughs> or like endorsing it or whatever. And it's like, fuck. But it also, it's like the first step of there being pressure behind anything. You know what I mean? it's like, oh, dang, everybody I love is watching. <laughs> 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 yeah, definitely. So, so there was an element of pressure then in that respect, and that you know you wanted to show to these guys that you'd looked up to that you know your band were awesome and that you could do some really unusual, fresh then things. We ain't nothing to be trifled with. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, as well, you know, I mean, we talked about, obviously, you had your first full band magazine cover with us. And I remember you telling me this brilliant story about, um, you know, it was Thank Paul... Thank you for that. Oh, man, absolute pleasure. And I mean, it was you, Paul McCartney and Travis Scott all in a row. I think it was at an airport or something. That <laughs> um, was so tight. Yeah, I sent that picture to my mom. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so how huge and was... And she didn't know who Travis Scott was either. <laughs> <laughs> how, um, how huge was that for the band? I mean, that must have been a real moment. No, that was that's probably the coolest thing that's happened to us at this point. Like that for the first full band cover, like as a collective, I think that's the coolest. Awesome, yeah, and as well because you know you've, you've been playing crazy venues across the year as well. You know you've done heavy touring of all time low, and we chatted about the craziness of the Japan shows and stuff like that. Yeah, um, how was that? Was that daunting, or did you just kind of take it on, and was it just like a ton of fun? Um, the. All Time Low UK tour was a daze because I was so sick, but it was cool. <laughs> um, the Japan one, that's, okay, honestly, like, no beef against UK or US or anybody, but Japan was the coolest place. That, like, yeah, internationally, Japan is, like, my favorite place to go. It Like, the food was ridiculous. The people were so nice. Like, it's weird because, like, everywhere you go, I mean, like, as far as, like, the US or UK or whatever, like, not, I'm not saying this about, like, everybody, but there's definitely a sense of, like, uh, everybody has, like, a small bit of cynicism or, like, everybody's got this, like, cool guy wall semi-built up. But out there, everybody is just, like, psyched as fuck on you. Like, this dude ran up uh, and was, like, jumping up and down and, like, hugging me and shit. And I was like, holy shit, this guy's psyched. And so it made me psyched. And I, like, hugged him, too. Like, if it was like that everywhere we went, I'd be so happy. Because, like, sometimes we'll be, like, like, some, like, maybe a guy will walk up and be, like, yo, man, I didn't want to like your music, but it's really cool. And then give me, like, some cool guy handshake. And I'm, like, thanks, I guess. <laughs> but, like, nobody in Japan would ever say that. Yeah. When you experienced that, was that a real moment where you were just, like, oh, man, like, people genuinely are really into our band? Yeah. That's, it's, it was cool as fuck because it's, like, someone being, like, genuinely excited and, like, I guess maybe do, like, a cultural thing just not feeling the need to hold back or like be reserved in any way. It was like, this is nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. Then your UK headline tour sells out. And we, you know, we covered this a bit last yeah. time as well in that, you know, that's absolutely insane. It's so quick as well. Um, I mean, I say, I mean, the underworld was amazing. Like, was that a very validating feeling as well? Because, you know, obviously that kind of came towards the year's end. Did that feel that like all this hard work you guys have put in, did it feel like that was the moment where it really, really paid off? It really did because like, you know, you, you like bust your ass doing stuff for so long or you do like, like, cause I mean, the thing is, I love, I love going to the UK now, uh, since I figured out the food situation, I'm cool. Um, <laughs> but, um, like it still is a difficult, it's, it's probably the most difficult place to tour to for us just because like, you know, if we go really far, like towards like Japan or whatever, you know, we're still only like three or four hours. I mean, it's like granted like a whole day ahead, but we're like, I think like four hours apart from, you know, like loved ones and everything. And then in the UK, we're like eight or nine or like UK Europe, it's like eight or nine hours, which is basically like, it it makes it a lot harder. And, but I mean, like to be able to, you know, do some of these tours that have been kind of like difficult or being like, Oh man, (laughs) like this is, this is really hard. And then be able to actually come back and sell out our own and everything like that pay like you you felt the payoff you know what i mean yeah no no i can imagine i i mean was that I guess as well, like, in terms of, you know, UK fans have been so devoted as well. I mean, I remember us chatting at Slam Dunk and, you know, I remember you literally walked in with, like, all this artwork and this amazing stuff that fans had made for you. Like, that must be pretty incredible to know that, you know, fans are that devoted, you know, that far away from home. Yeah. That's really, it's weird. Like, they're actually, there's, like, some people that are really good. Like, sometimes I see the drawings, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, they're so good. Like, I've, I've actually got some, <laughs> I was going to post another one. Actually, I'll post it right now. <laughs> Um, where <laughs> sorry, I've got um stuff like in our drafts of like art I've wanted to post from people, or I'm just like, damn, that looks really good. As well, like you, you know, you're the, the sort of the very much the musical engine of the band as well, and you're a very prominent frontman, you know, and voice for the band as well, especially on the internet and that sort of thing. Has that got overwhelming at any point this year? Because I mean, I remember you saying that in the lead up to the new record, you know, you didn't read the replies on Twitter and that sort of thing, just so you know things couldn't get in your head at all. Was that did that at any point get overwhelming, or is it very much something that you know you've just enjoyed? I mean, when I'm when I'm not feeling stressed and when I can kind of just sit for a second, you know, I'll, I'll go and like look at replies and, you know, probably get back to some people. Cause like, if you reply to somebody, they get to the site and it's really fun. Um, but, um, it's, I think when you're, you know, actually being creative and you're like, you're making things that are new. Like, like if you, if I'm sitting down to make a song that's not currently on earth <laughs> and, and I want to make it the best thing it can be. So that way when it publicly, you know, is like thrown down, uh, I want it to be the best thing it can be. And I feel like too much like input from outside, you know, people, it's, 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 it only, it can't help the process unless you're like a rapper and you get off on people like, like blowing you (laughs) or, I'm sorry, not or, and you get off on people hating you. You know what I mean? Because you can talk, you can be like, yeah, people fucking hate me, but they love me or whatever. And then like, if they're stuck in your dick or whatever, you can be like, I'm fucking greatest, man. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. So, I mean, I guess rappers could technically always look at their mentions, but like, <laughs> since I don't talk about myself in that kind of way or try, I also don't want to acknowledge internet people too much in our songs because it would make them feel important. 
Um, I mean, I pretty much always got a lot to say. I yeah. just kind of talk all day, every day. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, like hold, like kind of like leading the, I guess, vision or whatever of the band. It's not a lot of pressure because it's really just like whatever I'm thinking. Like really not like a super calculated, like, are right, we going to do this mysterious thing and we're going to drop this vague post on this. I literally just go out and like the posts are literally just me. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you, you can tell. I mean, um, like you were saying about rappers and that sort of thing, I mean, there's this weird sort of dynamic with fans. Are you guys, you know, you guys seem to want to do something that's nicer than that, you know, and kind of um, much more uh, much more positive, you know, as a positive kind of representation for fans and kind of for fa- fans to look up to. Do you feel that the band have, have, have really achieved that this year? Because, I mean, it really feels like that kind of looking in from the outside. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, the thing is, and, like, I don't want this to sound cynical or anything, but, I mean, like, like, I mean, if, you, if you're looking at a band from the outside or you have one of their posters, that doesn't mean you know who they are or that you should look up to them. You can look up, I guess you can look up to how they portray themselves. But, I mean, I don't know, just literally, like, me coming at it as a fan, it's gone both ways for me. I've met people where... Like, I listen, like, when I meet them, I'm like, fuck, I love their band even more now. And I've also met people where I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. You know what I mean? And I'm like, the thing is, I don't think I would get that perspective if I didn't know them or meet them or, like, play a show or something with them. You know what I mean? Like, the thing is, I, it's, it's a scary thing to put yourself out there as, like, I want to be someone people look up to because then you, you're putting yourself on a pedestal. And it's like you're setting expectations for yourself that you don't need. Like, I choose to not drink or do drugs or, like, fuck random people or whatever. But the thing is, like, that doesn't make me better than anybody. Like, it just means, like, I'm putting my focus on different shit. Like, I mean, granted, there are certain things where I'm like, hey, you should go outside today. And, like, uh, or, like, if someone's talking to me, I'm like, I've got this, like, ask up in the account where I, like, talk to people sometimes. If they're, like, asking for, like, how to feel better or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, what I do is I'll go like run some miles and I'll drink water and like make sure you sleep and like spend a little less time online or whatever. And I just like try and be like helpful or something in that kind of way. Where, like, I feel like generally you can consider that a positive thing to look at. Man, I keep losing my train of thought. <laughs> no, I don't know. It made total sense. No, 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 no. I can. I totally agree. I mean, as well, like as well with Jeff and Otto have been really embraced by fans as well. I mean, has that been a nice yeah. thing? Has that been really cool? Yeah, I mean, because the thing is, it is a band. Like, it would feel weird if people were only embracing me. <laughs> you know. So, like, I mean, granted, when I look, like, when I have looked at our mentions and stuff like that, I see a lot more. I see a lot more of like Jeff's my favorite. I'm like, all right, I see you. Because the thing is, it's not like the thing is everybody likes the singer, but then if everybody thinks that and everybody naturally just wants to be like different, or they're like, I don't want to like the one everybody likes, then they're gonna go to Jeff. I think Jeff is the next runner up. <laughs> that puts him at the lead though. <laughs> well, so you've got like a, almost like a leaderboard going on. Who's the favorite? Yeah. We should make a poll, be like, which member of Waterparks should we kill? And we'll find out who's like, 
as well you you jumped you know you jumped straight we, you know we chatted last time but you jumped straight into the the writing and recording of the new album um you know and so yeah. when we chatted at slam don't you know you already had a lot of so- songs done and that sort of thing um and that was yeah. you, i think you said to me last time as well that you know when it seemed like you've had time yeah. off you actually haven't because you've been working hard on the new stuff did you feel yeah. like you had to kind of act or you should act on this year's success as fast as you can and kind of make the most of it or was that just simply because you just just wanted to write more songs like what was the thinking behind doing the album so quickly I mean, doing the album so quickly just honestly came from there are already, it's like looking at it and going, there's already enough for another album. Why wait? Literally, like, I feel like bands take longer than anybody to put out new music. <laughs> like, you don't see fucking Drake putting out an album and then two years later going, Deluxe Edition and throwing on two more songs. Like, and then like milking that for another year. Like, that just doesn't happen. And so I think if we're able to make new albums quicker than everybody and put out things quicker than everyone, why not? You know what I mean? Cause we don't require a bunch of time to like go and sit with a bunch of writers or producers and all this stuff and go like, all right guys, let's try and make a song today. Like they just happen and they happen quick and all the time. And I mean, and it's always progressing too. It's like, like stylistically it's gotten to the next point already. Like it's, it's moving fast. And it's like, okay, well, the next album's ready if we're ready to record it. It's like, we have a month. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so mm. there's, there's not been too much pressure in that sense then. It, it's felt very natural. Because, I, I mean, you know, I, I've spoken to, uh, to like Pete Wentz about this. And he was saying that the music industry is so fast right now that, you know, it's almost like you have to adapt. And like you say, with, yeah. with people in the hip-hop world, you know, they do, and, and, you know, the pop world, they do put songs out at a very fast rate. Do you think it's important for bands to, to start doing that then? Bands need to catch up. That's the thing. And what's, what sucks, I mean, like, if you're looking at it objectively, is it, I'm not going to say it's harder to make band music than it is, like, say, a rap song, but it's a hell of a lot more expensive. Meaning, like, because, I mean, you can, I mean, if you want to get real theoretical, you can be like a dick about it. But if you're actually talking about, like, a real studio and everything, you can technically go make a beat, one that would be in a popular rap song. You can make that on, on your laptop and everything and then just go do the vocals on it. Whereas with a band, you need a lot more equipment, a lot more this, that. Like, you need to go record live drums. You need to record live bass, guitars, keyboards. You need to then do all the programming, do all, like, this and that. Like, and then, like, you know, I mean, if you're familiar with us, you know that I also use my voice as, like, an instrument besides, like, singing. So then that gets made, you know, cut up, programmed, fucked with. And, you know, then vocal, like, like a lot, I feel like, I think, mean, again, I'm not discrediting rap. Like I, I listen to it all the time. Like it's one of my favorite genres, but I feel like that sounds so white. Fuck me. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm saying it takes more time and probably a bigger budget to make like something that objectively just has more instruments and more like involvement. And plus with a rapper, it's just like, you have to work with one schedule with a band. I mean, a lot of bands are like five people. That's like five schedules you got to line up. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I mean, does that make it quite difficult in that sense? Do you have to be very, very careful about how you plan every aspect of the band in that respect? Yeah, and I think, like, theoretically, that's what makes people like producers or DJs or whatever, people who are, like, by themselves, like, able to move quicker. And so I think bands just have to 
I mean, be able to kind of get with the times. It's faster now. Just be able to keep up or, you know, surpass. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, and I mean, as well, with that sense, as well, with the album being done now, you told me that it was just like the easiest process. Like you just went in, you put the songs down, you had a great time doing it, and then it was done. And it's great. And it's the best thing what Parks have done to date. In the way of those coming together so nicely, was that, did that just kind of feed off how brilliant everything across the years been? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, like, and if I'm ever unsure about anything, I'm like, yo, Ben's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, just trust me. Like you guys are there. Like I've seen this before. Just do it. You'll you'll be glad you did. And then we do it. And I'm like, dang, you're right. Okay. So like even like the UK tour, I was like, I don't think we're ready for that. And he was like, you just go, just do it. Guilty. Like okay. And then it sold out. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> Yeah, as well, because, um, you know, in terms of the actual music itself as well, you know, we've had some brilliant conversations about, uh, you know, saying that people want to slap the pop punk label on you guys and that sort of thing. And actually, you know, you guys aren't pop punk at all. And, you know, people build up these these weird expectations and that sort of thing. Has, has that been quite uh, annoying to deal with at times or difficult to deal with? Or is it just something, again, that you've just kind of you've just taken on as you've gone? You know, because I say it seems like you've got a really sort of good, funny attitude about it. Is that very much how you deal with that sort of thing? thing yeah i mean like i used to get more butthurt about it and be like god we're not pop punk fuck you or whatever but like and if it comes up yeah i'll be i'll say i'll i mean i'll try and clear it up as best i can but it's i mean i i don't actively try and fight the, that label anymore you know what i mean like if some dumb idiot wants to be like this is a bad pop punk album i'll be like you know what you're a fucking bad person and like the end <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't, I don't lose sleep over being called pop punk. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, as, as well, in terms of the album, did that fuel the new album being completely different again? You know, and, and trying so many more new different things. Did it kind of give a fire in the belly in that respect? A little bit, because I mean, at the same time, this is why I don't look at mentions. You know what I mean? Because I don't want any influence from people who aren't influencers. You know what I mean? If someone's like, pop punk this, pop punk that, like, I don't want it to decide anything. If I want to make something that's kind of like punky or whatever, or like a fast part, then yeah, it's going to happen. But I mean, it's, I'm not going to say it overall made me like actively go, I'm not going to write anything fast, you know? Awesome, yeah. Because as, as well, you know, we've talked about the diss tracks that are coming up on the album. Were they hard to put down in the studio for the new album? Like, was it hard to kind of visit those areas, or or, or was it was it therapeutic? No, dude. Because I'm like a salty little shithead, and so <laughs> laying down that one, I was like, finally. The only thing I had to do was make sure uh, it was an off day the next day, so I could rest my voice because it goes kind of hard. <laughs> So, um, so in that respect, is the new album, has it been a, a real way of kind of channeling that sort of stuff into a positive energy? Yeah, um, man, like, thing is, if people, people would probably get tired of it if I actually included all of those types of songs on an album. They'd just be like, God, that dude's mad. And I don't want to be like that. Like, that's the thing is, like, technically, if I wanted, like, you could, you could really send it either way. Like, I could make a whole album of, like, you know, gushy, gross love songs and make everyone vomit everywhere and, like, drown the city in vomit. Vomit would just slowly rise, like, wreck the first story of, like, every building, every house, drown someone. But I don't want to do that. I also don't want to make an album full of, like, all angry songs because it's just, like, this guy's an asshole. So it's, like, I always want there to be, like, a bunch of different, like, 
I want to have like a bunch of different like dimensions to the character. You know what I mean? Like to, to my character, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. So there's like, they're hopefully unless like something real bad happens, I just make the saddest album ever. Like I want it to be a very like multi-dimensional album. Like I want there to be a lot of different feelings. I mean, in that sense then going towards 2018, um, how are you feeling going into the year? As the album's done, really, really pleased with it. Firstly, how does it feel looking back on the year you've had? Is, is, is it feel, does it feel very proud as we go towards the end of the year? Is it a very proud moment for Waterparks? I think so. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's weird. I have a really hard time looking, like stopping and looking back at things, uh, especially while there's still like so much work going on. <laughs> but um, like right now, I mean, like the last few days have just been like, stupid busy you know what i mean like when you called i was going over what's like like some production things like i've got the song like all written on a journal in front of me in the car no way <laughs> while we're returning some like rental equipment and going over like what's going to be on this screen this interview but um <laughs> i feel like once there's not a lot going on and i can just chill it'll be easier to look back but, i mean the year is in like tight as fuck i can definitely say that <laughs> Awesome, yeah. So it's very much sort of foot on the pedal, though, and that you just want to, you know, these are the best water park songs to date that you've got down, and it's just, it's all about moving forward now, then. Right. Like, I've got, I'm like, right now, and I'm using a car metaphor because I'm in a car. <laughs> just like looking at, like, the road in front of you. I'm like, kind of nervous to take my eyes off and, like, look back behind me because it's like there's so much shit ahead to be working on. You know what I mean? So that was our chat with Mr. Austin Knight of our best international breakthrough Rock Sound Award winners, Waterparks. It's always an absolute trip talking to Austin. If you listen to our other podcast where we've chatted to him, it's always brilliant. So it couldn't have gone to a more deserving band. So much fun. The Rock Sound Awards powered by emp.co.uk. Don't forget to go to awards.rocksound.tv right now to pick up your Rock Sound Award bundle featuring all 10 of our Rock Sound Award winners on 10 individual limited edition covers featuring exclusive interviews, exclusive photos, photos, posters from their Rock Sound Awards cover shoots, a 2018 calendar, Rock Sound Awards sticker, the top 50 release of 2017, and so, so much more. So much going on. We're live right now, awards.rocksound.tv, powered by emp.co.uk. So tomorrow, we'll have another feature-length chat with another one of our award winners. No spoilers, but it's going to be good. We will see you then. Big up! <laughs>